Hey everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of the September show with me, your host, Ryan, and the Small Town Nerdcast. If you guys don't remember, so this month, uh, well, last month I asked you guys uh, what you would like to hear me talk about this month. It's my birthday month. I wanted to do kind of like a theme month, and over on Twitter is where I decided to hold the polls. And you guys chose uh, cartoons that I grew up with. And so I kind of laid back in my chair, rolled my eyes into the back of my head. And like, much like Neo in the Matrix, the first time, not the second time around, or fourth time around. I forget what, the Matrix 4, right, is the newest one. Anyway, um, (laughs) I plugged back into my memories and my nostalgia and I pulled four cartoons that just immediately well not maybe not immediately but that like really stood out because a lot of cartoons and just other shows popped through my head then I had to filter all those out Uh, last week we talked about Speed Racer or Mach Go 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 Uh, that was how we opened things up and man I'm still thinking about that but this week uh, taking things a little more into the future not too much um, but, uh, a show that I hold near and dear to my heart, one that I am a huge fan of. And if you guys know me and this podcast and the intro to this podcast, I, I think this cartoon comes as no surprise to some of y'all. And that is 1991's Doug. So, Doug is an animated TV show created by Jim Jenkins and is produced by Jum- or was produced by Jumbo Pictures. I think it's uh, Jim Jenkins' own production company. Um, the show focused on, uh, of course, Doug. His name was Douglas Doug Funny. You know, young kid, like, I think he was like 11 years old and... He kind of just is almost like a slice of life type show, man. And maybe that's why I love slice of life animes nowadays is because I loved shows like Doug growing up, man. So, you know, you kind of you follow Doug who experiences common kid predicaments while attending his new school in his new hometown called Bluffington, which I always thought was kind of funny. Uh, he keeps a journal and has a very vivid imagination. He pretty much narrates every episode. It's almost like him going back into a memory, kind of, when like when he narrates and goes into the show. Um, he was super creative, had tons of talents. Uh, he was really good at like writing, drawing, making music, and... Um, I just remember, like, he just did, like, it was a whole bunch of stuff. It was like being a kid, you know? He had to deal with um, trying to fit in uh, platonic and romantic relationships. So it wasn't always just about love. It was about, like, friendships. And not only with, like, boys and girls. Like, it was just 
like just people, like relationships with people. He dealt with self-esteem issues, bullying, and you know everything in between. Man, like it, it was just so much. Even though I was very young, but like when I think about it, it was so much of the things that I dealt with going into middle school, and like it's kind of funny, you know. Like when I really think about it, like I think Doug. I feel a very personal connection to because I feel like I can relate to him a lot. You know, I used to love writing and drawing. I used to doodle all the time and music was one of my favorite things and making music and being in a band and being imaginative. You know, me and my friends, I remember in elementary, we created a comic book. Um, It was like our names, but... We would put something in front of it. So like, I'm not going to use real names except for mine, but it was like Thunder, Thunder, or like Thunderous Steve or Electric Dan or, man, I can't remember what mine was like, Heroic Brian. Maybe mine was like, one was like Thunder, the other one was Lightning, which was like the same thing. And then I think Electric. Maybe that's what we did, like... Thunder is someone, electric this person, and lightning Brian, like something like that. And we all had like different powers of electricity. But we drew a comic book and we fought a villain. And I remember this villain was like an eyeball monster and we poke his eye out and that's how we defeat him. And I'm pretty sure he dies. (laughs) And I don't remember what happens to us at the end. We just fight him and we beat him. It was much like the Power Rangers in that sense. Um... Anyway, back to back to Doug, but you know, like that—that's why I feel a strong connection to the Doug um, series, and so a lot of its episodes center on Doug's attempts to impress one of his classmates and his big crush, Patty Mayonnaise. Because isn't that an attractive name? <laughs> um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention Doug went on for a hundred and seventeen episodes, man. And like they were small. I think they were like one twenty minute episode was broken up into like three short stories, something something like that, you know. And I just remember really liking it though. But what's funny or not <laughs> Doug funny. Uh, what's really cool about the series is one it, pre- it premiered in 1991, August 11th, 1991, on Nickelodeon as the channel's first Nicktoon. So this was like OG Nickelodeon type stuff, man. And the two other shows that aired with it, big hitters. Uh, sorry, I had some. I look, I ate before I did this, so like it's all coming back up. <laughs> it's all stuck in my throat. Uh, so it premiered alongside uh, Rugrats, which was directly after Doug, and then the Ren and Stimpy show, which was directly after Rugrats. So you had Doug being the first Nicktoon, then Rugrats, which is another huge hitter of uh, my childhood and stuff, but not one that I'm going to talk about, but it was definitely a huge hitter. And then the Ren and Stimpy show, which if, I mean, I think anyone my age was like, that was... A very strange show. <laughs> I think it fits in way more nowadays, like with the humor and the art style, than it did back then. I'm pretty sure back then it was. Um, I'm pretty sure it was controversial. Now that I think about it, Doug was not though. Doug was very sweet. Doug was very innocent in a way, and very much the perfect 
type of show for Nickelodeon in a Nicktoon. And so it's really cool that, you know, that was the first one. And I think that's really cool. So we talk about Doug. He's obviously one of the characters. He had a dog sidekick named Porkchop, who was pretty much awesome at everything. It was like really fun. And then you had uh, Doug's best friend, Skeeter, his full name, Mosquito Valentine. Uh, of course, Doug's best friend makes weird noises. Like he like honks and stuff. I don't know. It's crazy. It's kind of funny. Uh, really goofy dude. And like, I don't know, man. I feel like everyone had that friend, like the really goofy, easygoing guy that got along with everyone. Of course, he had his crush, friend and crush, Patricia Patty Mayonnaise, who's pretty much the all-American girl next door. She's smart, athletic, nice, gets competitive, like just a cool chick. Um, you had, what, his sister, Judy, uh, or Judith, funny who's over dramatic super artistic and like like into jazz and all that stuff and it was his older sister and so he would she would always find a way to embarrass him in some way uh, of course he had his like dad and mom they were i can't even remember their names uh other friends from school you had bb bluff who was like the rich girl like her family owned the town and she but like even though she was like town royalty i don't remember her being like a bad person really i mean she had like certain quirks about her that people didn't quite like but she honestly i think got along with everyone um oh and then you had the not even the villain but i guess like doug's nemesis which was roger m klotz which is a weird name uh he's pretty much i guess the bully figure but i don't really think he was much of a bully he was kind of like team rocket is to pokemon what roger is to doug and he also i think at one point had a crush on doug's sister and i I can't remember like i have this vague memory of him trying to dress up really nice and impress judy and that not working very well but yeah oh and then you had like the the man across the fence, kind of like, man, what was that? Uh, was it Tool Time with Tim Allen? And he had his neighbor who was always like behind the fence. Well, this guy was not hiding behind the fence, but he was like Doug's mentor in a way. And that was Mr. Bud Dink. Uh, very centric, retired, and lived next door to Doug. And Doug would frequently go to him for advice, although it wasn't always good advice but it was always advice you know like he he was always at least there to lend an ear to Doug which you know I respect that like as an adult now like I respect someone just being there to listen to me and my problems (laughs) so I did try to look up some of the original shows and I will tell you it is damn near impossible to find without paying for it I went to YouTube to look for some scenes and just, well, episodes, and you can't find them. You can find some broken up scenes that are in that weird miniature in the corner format to hide away from copyright infringements and it's played at double speed or whatever. But you can find like the second series over on Disney Plus because at one point, Doug left Nickelodeon. And went to Disney, and then they, I, I, can't, I can't remember what it was called, like, the next Doug, I don't, I don't even know, I, and I'd be lying to you if I tried to come up with it, but um, 
So you can watch some of the new episodes, but it doesn't have the same intro, man. And speaking of the intro, because we heard it, like, that's kind of like, not maybe not the exact um, reference for mine, you know. But, like, that, I loved that kind of stuff. And it made me want to, like, not take myself too seriously. And, like, you know, with this intro for my podcast. And I know for Small Town Nerd, we started off with, like, um, an actual song thing, but it didn't feel like me, you know, the, the old intro I had with the Bri-Fi podcast felt more like me and I still want to re-record it and re-edit it and for this show, but I, I still like the old one, man, and I hope, hopefully you guys like it too. Um, but yeah, so you can watch some of the newer Doug episodes over on Disney Plus. Still doesn't hit the same, man, because... Back then, man, there was, like, songs. Like, I remember songs from the show. And it's funny because they pop up into my brain every now and then. And not even on purpose. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, they just... I don't even know. Like, I've grown up singing these songs to myself. And you find people who also watch Doug that um, sing these songs to you. There's one, so, like... In, in the show Doug, there is a, a band that they're all huge fans of called The Beats. They're like this punk, almost like a punk rock type band. And dude, their songs to me are catchy. One of my favorite ones, and it, I think there's a whole episode on it, is like called Killer Tofu. And they're like, ooh, wee, ooh, killer tofu. know man it's funny it's silly i've there's actually a music video on youtube so you can look it up and i thought it was badass man and like there's an episode where him and skeeter want to go to a concert with the beats and something happens where i think skeeter gets grounded or doug gets grounded and they end up not being able to go to the show or something happens along those lines and instead they just are able to go to like the local burger joint i think it's called honk honk burger <laughs> which is silly and yeah i think that's why you like you first meet skeeter anyway not like this episode but you meet him at a honk burger because doug's trying to take an order and he doesn't really know how to order right because he's never been in this place before and skeeter steps in and it's like honk, honk, and does all the crazy stuff and helps him and that's how they become friends but yeah they go there and it turns out that the beats show up at the burger joint after the concert and so they get to like hang out with them and I think they sing a song with them and stuff. So it was like they got to go to the show, you know, it was kind of fun. And then, um, of course, Doug with his imagination and he plays music like he loves the banjo. There's a song I think it's like uh, called Banging on a Trash Can. And I remember that song just being really fun and catchy, man. And um, man, I'll, I'll probably play a bit of that song right now. One, two, three, four, I don't know, man. Like, that show was just always fun. And, like, I always 
felt like I saw a lot of myself in Doug, you know, like I, I just always felt maybe a little awkward, a little not normal. And Doug just was that perfect blend of what I felt like my personality was and the type of friends that I had around me. Of course, they weren't the crazy colors that like this show, like, cause like this show never really had like people of color in it. And like, there's no nice way to put that, man. Like there, like Doug was white and he was clearly white and Patty was very tan. But then you, all the other kids, like Roger had green skin. Skeeter was blue. I think, um, BB was also blue or maybe she was green or a different color green. And like uh, Mr. Dink was like a weird navy color and stuff like like people did not have regular colors. I think only Doug's family did. And now that I really think and Patty, like those were the only people with like normal skin tones, and they were mostly white. <laughs> so um, maybe problematic, but at the time, you know, you didn't think about it as a kid. You just thought like, wow, this is a fun show, and I really like it. But you know, it's funny. I was reading a bit about like the creator and uh, uh, Jim Jenkins and and him talking about creating the show and basing a lot of these characters off of people in his life and him growing up. I believe in West Virginia it was, and that's kind of what the town of Bluffington is based off of is West Virginia and the town that he grew up in there or moved to and grew from there. And um, a lot of the people, I think. He even said like Patty Patty Mayonnaise or Patricia Mayonnaise was like an amalgam of two girls that he had a crush on in high school or junior high and like um, Skeeter is based off like his best friend and Mr. Dink was based off uh, someone else and stuff. And I think actually, man, I think Dink, D-I-N-K actually stood for uh an, it was an acronym for something. It was something no, like something, something, no kids. And I can't remember what it was. Man, I feel, I feel dumb for not knowing. And I could have swore I wrote it down somewhere. I guess I did it. But, um, so he goes on to talk a lot about Doug and his inspiration for the character and trying to start it off as a book. It ends up not working like no one wants to pick it up as a book and Nickelodeon decides to pick it up as a cartoon and it goes really well uh, and originally he wanted to name the character something very generic something very average something you know middle of the road that would just kind of fit for just a normal person and that name that he wanted to choose for Doug was Brian and that is my name and it only seems like fate that that would be it and it's kind of funny to me <laughs> and it makes me feel a whole nother level of connection uh with this show <laughs> uh but i thought it was great man i thought it was fun and i really dug it and i just it was it's a fun show like i i can't the only way for you to understand doug and what it means to me is just to watch it you know um unfortunately you have to pay for like the first few seasons 
that come from Nickelodeon because they're a bunch of jerks. You can't find it on Hulu or anything like that. And I was hoping to find it on like something like Hulu or um, it's just something, you know, but it, you couldn't and it kind of sucked. But I thought it was really cool and I was a big fan of it and I don't know, man. Like, like I said, the music thing and stuff, like that's that's what did it for me, you know. That's what made me a... Uh, made me happy you know it was one of my favorite shows to uh watch in the morning and you know or when i got home from school and so i was i was big into that man oh here we go i think i, I was googling while i was talking so that's probably why i sounded a little weird uh acronym for dink d-i-n-k says oh dual income no kids that's what it means okay and it was because like the wife worked but Mr. Dink was retired, though. Like, I don't think he worked. I think he just did weird shit for money. <laughs> but, that, yeah, that's what I was... Well, I guess, you know, when you're retired, you get retirement. Well, nowadays, you don't get a pension. But you get a 401k, and it's your own money that you've saved up throughout the years. But whatever. I didn't have to worry about that when I was a kid. But, yeah, dual income, no kids. That's what, And they didn't have kids. And it was like they were middle-aged or a little bit older. Well obviously older because if he's retired he was well i don't know back then i guess you could retire at 50 now you have to wait till you're 80 or something like that but yeah that's what that acronym stood for and my god like i'm looking at a picture of this dude his nose is as big as his head he like if you've ever watched beetlejuice and it's when the two the the husband and wife after they've died and they're trying to scare the family out and they decide to like contort and stretch their faces he almost looks like the husband or what no yeah no the husband when he like stretches like that's the kind of face i'm looking at right now and it's terrifying if i saw that in real life i would be horrified i would probably stab my eyes out and put them on my fingers and then you know like another beetlejuice juice reference but yeah man that's really all i want to talk about i know this episode was kind of short um but doug man it it was just one of the shows that just kept coming back to me because I, I honestly feel like a lot of things from this show found their way like into my life. You know, just the the artistic part of it, or lack thereof. I don't know how you would view that, honestly. But like the music to it, the imagination, the just the awkwardness of Doug and all that, and like the the crushes and the unrequited love stuff like like that all felt feels real to me you know like feels a part of my life and you know actually i thought about this and i think it was in an interview i don't know if it was in the show because i never watched like the new episodes and stuff i only watched like the first few seasons and then i kind of moved away from doug i think when it moved to disney is when i kind of moved away from doug but to my knowledge Doug never gets with Patty Mayonnaise. Like, they never actually date. And I believe the creator even said, like, no, they don't get together because not every relationship always has that type of happy ending, you know, or, like, not everything always works out. And he felt like that was more like real life than Doug, you know, getting with Patty, them growing old together and family and stuff like that, like... And, you know, honestly, like when you think about it, think about where you're at today. Are you with your high school sweetheart? Like, or did you find someone else after high school? 
And the answer for me is I found someone after I got out of high school. Like the girl or girls that I dated in high school was not the woman that I married, you know? And so it kind of is true, man. Doug is Doug. I am Doug. That Doug, man. Oh, yeah. And I forgot like the best imaginary character that he had was his own self as a superhero called Quell Man who had a cape and wore a belt for like a weird headpiece type thing like how the frick did i forget that (laughs) but yeah doug badass you should check it out check out banging on a trash can it's a music video check out uh killer tofu that is a music video and uh we'll see you guys next week for another cartoon which will stay a secret until then (laughs) 